Hey! Welcome to Drop Games. It's Andy. Realizing at the last second that he needs to introduce the show. Noops is out today. He is watching his bets, which is honestly the worst way to sweat bets. Nothing worse than watching a guy lose right in front of your face. I've only had that really for baseball, I think. I'm trying to think of live events I've been to that I actually had money on. Horse racing, obviously, but I mean, I'm just used to those all losing anyway. That's not uh, that's not something you really worry about. But for the most part, I think I'm probably lifetime up on baseball games I've bet on. It seems like I just have decent luck throwing some coin flips in there, or relying on Twitter to tell me to bet. But he is at the U.S. Open today. So Matt Rooney joining us, as he often does, the reliever coming out of the pen, stepping in on a Monday. How are you doing, Matt? I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, you were on vacation last week. I was also out of town, as, as people saw on Friday. I was with Dan said it looked like I was in like witness protection program doing it from my hotel room in Aspen. But uh, it, was, it was a good weekend getaway. Good to be uh, good to be back, even though I was on the show most of last week too, filling in for you. Uh, and I don't know about you. I know you're not the biggest college football guy, and Saturday is usually your kind of family day. But it's good to see real football back on our screens, wasn't it? I, I feel like week zero is kind of like similar to the preseason of the NFL where you get really excited that it's back and then you watch it for a little bit. Whereas in this case, you kind of watch the one game, you watch Northwestern Nebraska and then realize the rest of the games were kind of crap, but still it was like football's back. You got football back on your screen at this time. It actually means something. No, comparing Northwestern Nebraska to like the hall of fame game is pretty apt. I'd say it's like, Oh, football's on tonight. Football's on. And then you're like, Oh, this, this sucks. Like you get to watch, you get to watch Scott, the, the, the promise that was Scott Frost just continue to, you know, chip away at that program's legacy. I'm old enough to remember like Nebraska being, I mean, Nebraska was Alabama when I was young. That was like mm-hmm. the balls. I mean, that team was constantly playing big bowl games. It was, uh, it was something to watch, uh, to watch part. I did catch part of it. I was, uh, I was around a little. I was keeping up on it on Twitter for the most part, but yeah, just week zero is always kind of a tease. Although I, I, there were some people that made some money. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really bet week one. I took it easy. How'd you do? Uh, I, I had uh, brown bag bets. I gave out a teaser that was Illinois covering seven, Northwestern covering plus eighteen and a half, which they did very easily. And then my big mistake was just blindly betting Hawaii at home at night, and that didn't happen. They didn't even cover. It was like the plus fifteen and a half. I didn't need them to cover. They wouldn't have covered fifty. Uh, so lost that one. But then I, I also. Uh, the morning of put a little bit on Northwestern plus 11 and a half and the Northwestern money line, because even though if, if you watched any of uh, me and Dan and Phil on the blogger bowl, we're, we like Nebraska this year. I think there's still going to be a solid team, a lot of talent there. Them being 13 and a half or 11 and a half point favorites, what it got to against anybody in week one, let alone a program like Northwestern that, well, they were bad last year, usually is pretty consistent and rarely ever has two bad years in a row. Them coming in as double-digit point favorites just never really made sense to me. So, obviously, I wanted to bet that. And then why not sprinkle a little bit on the money line, too? And, and Fitz got the boys going. Yeah. No, that and that is your team. Again, I, I give you shit about uh, – the last time we were on a show together, I gave you hell about Notre Dame. I'm going to do it again. You live in Chicago. That's your team. You're a Northwestern no, fan. Chicago's Big Ten team. I'm, I'm, I am – I've always uh, I've always rooted for Northwestern. My dad played at Northwestern, so growing up – um, had, you know, ties and we were always a bigger Notre Dame fan, but when Northwestern was on, you know, always knew to root for the purple. So we saw them on there and was, was obviously rooting for, for them to bring home the win. And, and they did. That was 
that was a fun game. It wasn't a great college football game, but it wasn't awful. Um, and I thought there were there was a lot of fun and it had a little bit of everything, even a surprised onside kick that failed. Maybe I'll come around. I'm gonna come around on uh I'm gonna come around on Northwestern. I feel like I hate them for the wrong reasons. Why do you hear that Ravel? Well, Ravel had that okay, that's fair. ticket on no. him, and it's like just so say Ravel. Saying, that's fair. I realize, like, I'm cheering against Northwestern just because I want to see Ravel fail. But no, I'm uh, I'm I'm back on board. They've always had a nice program, so that's uh, obviously my Big Ten team is Minnesota. Yeah. So I, I can't. A lot of people like Minnesota this year, Andy. Yeah, a lot seen, of I've people like Minnesota to win the West. I should uh, I should get up to a game. It's a really again. I talked about this last. A couple weeks ago, I said to somebody, I'm like, I should go to a game, but early in the season. Because the only time I've ever gone to a Gophers game, it was fucking terrible. It was like 30 below, wearing coveralls and stuff. I'm going to go to a September game. We'll do one of those non-conference games. You almost guarantee to win unless you're playing SDSU or NDSU. And and obviously this year, they should beat all their non-conference. So, yeah, we'll row the boat. I like it. And then, yeah, as someone pointed out in the chat, it is. And you know what? Like as you walk out of the main gate, literally between the stadium and like the hockey arena right there on campus, there's just like a B dubs. It's like where where other campuses would have, you know, like a, a building. I hope it's, it's still like a, there. I'm like a library or class building. building. It's just a well, no, like well, I mean, you're you're in the part of campus where these arenas are. Maybe there's you know like some administrative building or something, but. Man, there's just a B-dubs right there, and they put like nine tents next to it because it's obviously way too full. They did a bracket. A B-dubs did a bracket one year based on uh, – they filled out an entire bracket based on which team had a B-dubs closest to campus, and they had Minnesota as the winner because yeah, but it's on campus, it's man. on campus. Not that even – I mean, there's way better wings to be had, but I Dan's digress. Got a, Dan's got a good comment here. Colorado at Minnesota. You should – we've talked about it a little bit in the college football show. Colorado's going to be pretty terrible this year. Uh, their team total – their team win total is like three and a half, three, depending where you find it. Go ahead, take their under, and then go to that game, and that's like what we were talking about earlier. You're watching Minnesota because you're you do have money on the game. Technically, you need Colorado to lose, so you got some reason to root for Minnesota. I just opened a tab and typed in Colorado Minnesota tickets. I'll finish that up when we're off the show. But Love it. yeah, that'll be a that'll be a fun one. So, like someone pointed out in the chat, Noops isn't just watching it on TV. He's not skipping the show so he can watch tennis. He is there. He lives in Philly, so it's not that far of a trek up to. Flushing Meadows. He is at the U.S. Open, and he did bet a bunch. Well, he was kind enough to send his plays, which would be a fun segment later as Matt tries to pronounce names. Yeah. I'll go through the can't lose parlay, but I bet uh, some men's tennis. It's funny, the one I really wanted to look at early on, um, and I did bet a little on this. It has already started. Um, the I think it started, yeah. Andy Murray taking on uh, Serundolo. Uh, I kind of liked it over in that one. I went smaller on this, but this is a this is a spot I took a little bit of a stand. I talked to a couple people about this because, as we talk about in any of the shows I do, it's good to have a network. It's good to have people to rely on who are smarter than you. And I know a few people who have massive databases of tennis stats. And obviously, if you bet any tennis, there's Tennis Abstract too, which is maybe the best free website ever as far as uh, just stats that are give away for free for a sport. But Tennis Abstract's a good uh, a good way to hash out some of this stuff, too. I did bet an under, which an under in tennis is kind of like betting on the favorite. 
but you're laying eight games in this one. Um, if you wanted to bet Taylor Fritz to just win, and we are in Grand Slam tennis, so this is a best of five for the men. The women's still best of three. But best of five, so you can bet uh, instead of straight sets, minus one and a half. It's a straight set price for this. Just Taylor Fritz to win all three sets in a row. It's like still minus 215. So I took a little bit of a different approach here. Uh, taking on Brandon Holt. I don't know. Anyone who follows anything or even has gambling Twitter up probably saw a little bit of news. You usually don't get a lot of excitement around a qualifier, but Brandon Holt is Tracy Austin's son. And Tracy Austin is someone who won this tournament in 1979 as like a, a three-year-old. I mean, just go look at, I was sharing a picture with Dan. She has like braces and pigtails. I shit you not. And she was, she was 16 when she won this tournament. She was amazing as a teenager. Actually didn't win that much uh, further in her career as far as that. She did win two years later, but big deal. Like, Hey, it's a second generation one. Tracy's watching the matches. Brandon Holt's having fun, but it wasn't like a dominating performance in qualifying. He took all, all the, uh, all the matches. He dropped sets. He wasn't great. He did get through. It's, it's cool. He's still ranked 300th in the country or in the world. He's not, not going to shock the system here. Taylor Fritz is a very trendy pick to win this whole thing as well. Now with a you know Joker being denied his status, a little more wide open than people maybe look. If you look at the odds, it's kind of top heavy. Fritz has been bet out a lot to win his quarter to win the tournament. I like him too. Not so, not so much. Uh, maybe in the outright markets anymore as that's been beat up. But Taylor Fritz early. In tournaments on hard court, looking back, has really trucked some people, you know, taking on some wild cards or some, you know, he's always been seated, taking on some less, uh, lesser players. He has not only won his matches, he's won by volume, double breaks. We're talking six ones, six twos. So looking for him to win at least one of these sets by double break. Uh, serving first would be great. It, you don't think the coin flip matters that much in tennis. It does when the lines are tight. It would be cool if he served first. Get me a six. If he give me a six three right off the uh, one of these, that would be really really swell too. But under thirty minus one hundred eight. I found this at low vig. Uh, order of play. He is final in uh, on the grandstand. So this the way tennis order of play is listed. You can't just put a time for the fourth match on the on that court. You have no idea what's going to happen in the other ones. So they just say not before 6 p.m. And that is Eastern time, obviously, being New York. So this one is not going to start until at least 6 p.m. Eastern time. You got a lot of time on this. So Taylor Fritz, obviously, having one of the best years of his career. He is breaking at about a 25% clip this year, which is much, much better than decent player last year he has a win under his belt already he can compete to win this tournament so looking for him to truck right away in the first uh, first match here I, I like that and i tell this to noobs all the time when i do the show with him on tuesdays after he recaps his tennis bets don't really know a ton about what he's talking about but when you can find a way to get you know good value on a heavy favorite i i always like taking that because it's a lot more fun doing it that way as opposed to sweating out a minus 250 or something like that so if, if you got some value on it i like it yeah he's like minus 2000 to win this match he's yeah, going so. to he's going to win the match it, he can't even throw it in a parlay so uh speaking of big favorites not many baseball games today huh smaller slate there's only like six or seven games and then you look at them and there's not really like even a, a marquee type matchup 
Um, there's not really many players. I don't think there's a single, you know, that could be a playoff matchup type of, uh, type of game. Um, so I wanted to go out and find some, like you found value at the U.S. Open, find some value on, on some really good baseball teams. And that's what I did here uh, with a favorites parlay. I have the, the Dodgers and the Marlins uh, pitch. First pitch is 540 Central Time. Cardinals and Reds, same thing, I believe, 540 Central Time. So two early games. Uh, obviously, they're heavy favorites, so it's pretty self-explanatory why I like their money lines. But I'll kind of get into it a little bit. Uh, Tony Gonsolin is throwing for the Dodgers, and he's been it's hard to say somebody who's been good came out of nowhere, but I think how good he's been came out of nowhere. He's 16 and one. He's got a whip under one, I believe an ERA in like the mid twos uh, had a little bit of a rough, you know, restart after the all-star break for his first couple starts there. But for August starts, he's been like absolutely lights out. I think he's um, he's got like two earned runs allowed and 23 and a, or 23 and two thirds innings pitch. So he's been really good. Pablo Lopez is throwing for Miami. He's kind of been their second best starter all year. Uh, but he's been pretty brutal in August. Uh, he's got like an, he's about like 18 earned runs in four starts, so he's been pretty bad. So not not only do we like the Dodgers because they're good, but the pitching matchup there obviously favors them, and they're only minus 230 on the money line. So I didn't really understand why that was the case, but I guess there's always something I don't know about. Uh, they know more than we do, but still minus 230 on that money line is good value in a parlay, I think. And then the Cardinals are minus 240 on their money line against the Reds. Uh, Miles Michaelis is kind of their Mr. Steady, kind of third, second arm in the rotation. He's always pretty solid, never too high, never too low. Uh, his last four starts, he's been really good. The Reds, self-explanatory, pretty terrible baseball team there. Um, they're starting Chase Anderson, who hasn't thrown a, an inning in the majors this year. Last year, he had a over, over six and a half ERA through nine starts. So he's been very bad. Um, and the Cardinals are coming off taking two or three against Dan's Braves in Atlanta, which is it's been really hard to do since the All-Star break because the Braves have been one of the best teams in baseball since then. Um, so two two teams playing really well. Uh, you get a plus money, get some plus money on the the parlay at plus 103 there. So I really like it. I would get on that quickly though because I want to say when I put this bet in an hour ago, it's plus 103. I want to say the Dodgers may have jumped to like minus 240, so it might be down to even money on the parlay. So get that in now before the lines start to move because I think you'll see some people put some money on heavy favorites. Yeah. I didn't bet much baseball last week either. I just kind of followed my, my Orioles need my Orioles to keep the, still not in the playoffs. There it's I have them like 20, 20 to one to make the playoffs. And then obviously the massive ticket to win the AL, which ain't happening, but they, happen. it's like, man, they took two out of three from the best team in the AL and still didn't end up, but gain some ground. We have a lot of easy games coming up. Um, I did, I, I lied. I did place a baseball bet. Somebody sent um, one of the offshores had a maybe off market or I don't know. They, they convinced me after I looked at the schedule to, so I'm, I need the Marlins to keep losing. <laughs> like I have a, I have a mid season regular, uh, regular, regular season win total bet on the Marlins under. So looking for them to continue to get trucked. So Gonsolin, let's go. Like, I need it. the Dodgers. I need the Dodgers to win just to, to keep them down. I can't remember how many more losses I need. It's like 17, 18 more losses. I think we can get there. Um, we will get to the Noops stuff now. So Noops was cool enough to send everything over because, honestly, he's already sending it out. He's betting these. He sent out a tweet. He does this for every single slam, I want to say. I think so, yeah. So I feel like I always do... see it on the, before every Grand Slam. Once in a while, the can't lose parlay wins. Um, I if I had to pick one, God, maybe Sirstea. I don't know. He 
takes all his favorite favorites and makes a big, big parlay. This comes out to like 10 or 12 to 1, somewhere in there, depending. It's really going to change depending where you place the bet because all these numbers are going to be slightly different depending where you get it. But we have probably a two-day parlay. I'm guessing some of these trickle into tomorrow. Some of this, uh, because you have 128 people on both the men and women's side starting the tournament, you have round one that takes a couple days just because there's only so many courts and they're using some for the men. They're playing doubles. They're playing juniors. So they can only get so many matches in a day. This will trickle into tomorrow. But for those listening on podcast form, I will read everybody. Jessica Pugula, Bill's owner's daughter. Arena Sebalinka. And the Sabres owner. Sabres owner yes, as well. Yes, that's true. Uh, hockey's a thing. Hockey Arena counts. Sebalinka, who is Noops' favorite player. Corey Goff, sometimes known as Coco. Sarah Sorbus Tormo. Three names. Beautiful. Ludmilla Samsonova coming off her win. She won the tournament uh, leading into this. She's coming in hot. Marta Kostuk from uh, the Ukraine. Sorna Sorana Sersteya. That's the one I picked to lose, only because it's the lowest odds. Uh, Belinda Bencich, uh, I have a future on her. Somebody put me on her a few weeks ago. I think I have like 40 or 50 to 1 to win this tournament. So I'll be cheering for her no matter what. Shelby Rogers, Bianca Andreescu, the Mississauga Mammoth, the Canadian, looking to round herself back into form. Sloane Stevens, Sloaner, I like her. Nuria Parisis Diaz, there you go. Really familiar with her. And I've Daria Kas- say her name before. Yeah, I know. All these, I've like heard the names. And Daria Kasatkina. So parlaying, it's simple as parlaying those 13 women, and it pays like 10 to 1. And they're all, some of these, I mean, like Andreescu, Sabalenka, Goff, they're not losing. Some of these are just free spaces for the most part. They're always upset, but yeah, don't go nuts with this. And then, yeah, he does have a bunch of other bets, which uh, we're going we're gonna to rely on Matt. Because uh, Matt's pronunciation is better than mine, I think. Is it? Is it though? I've done this before. I, I've had to, I, the, the one time where he uh, his internet feed crapped out right at the start of tennis, and I had to read through the graphic. Um, I think I did it all right. Yeah, I'll help you. Let's, Some of these are easy. Look, one see. is just one is just Kenan. I can do that. Podoroska uh, Schmedleva over twenty and a half and over two and a half sets plus one sixty. Start it. Uh, Zhang Teichman. Teichman, is that right? Yeah. Let's go with over 21 games. Buskova, Noskovo, the Kova, the Kova sisters, uh, over 20 games. Um, Noskovo plus 260 and plus four and a half games. I like that. Cornet Radicanu over 21. Is that right? Is it Cornet? Is it the French pronunciation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we always, we give it a soft T. Uh, I, n- I never know if it's Radicanu or Raducanu. I think it's, I, I want to say I've heard Noob say Radicanu. So that's what I'm going to go with. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. To Ms. Radakanu. Uh, we're gonna go with Mukova or Muchova. Mukova. We're gonna go Mukova plus 135. Muhova. Uh Ronzetti. Muhova. Oh. Oh, Dan says I was right. Radu Kanu. Um, Mukova, uh, Muhova plus 135. plus plus 100. Kennan minus 120. Zhang Kinwen uh, plus 100. And Towson minus 110. The Dutch love the those Dutch bets girl. as well. The Danish girl. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to look at this Noskovo, see if that is. I'm guessing that's today, seeing who she's playing, that he's taking a big price. Muhova takes on Tom. Muhova, what was that one? 
Oh, taking on uh, Tom Lianovic. So Noskova, is that even a match today, Noops? Or are you just giving me shit that plays tomorrow? You might match. have some time on some of this. That is the other part about this. Even getting these in on like Flash Score starring them takes some time because there's so many of these damn matches that start at once. So that Noskova, the big underdog, that is a, a go ahead. Yeah, that is a tomorrow. Oh, it's she plays Buskova, obviously. Yeah. Noskova Buskova. It's the Kova. <laughs> here, it's the match. Here, here I am just looking. I'm not sure why you went with that one. Yeah, we don't have any reasoning for any of these other than, you know, Noobs he likes, likes the prices on this. I don't know who Kennan plays either. There's so many, so, so many matches. So take those all with the, you know, do your do your own research. Just like they said with uh, COVID. Double check into stuff. Or was that not what you're supposed to do? I do not remember. That's what you're supposed to do at first. I'm not supposed to do and then supposed to do. Yeah, I think they they switched that. So take a look at those. Some of those are today. Some of those tomorrow. Kennan plays Niemeyer. I think she's an Austrian, perhaps. I have to triple check into that. Noob should be back. We'll have some more tennis all week. I'll have ATP all week. I'll play ATP all week. The beauty of this week is there's no golf, but there's a shitload of tennis because we won't get till, you know, it's not like the end of the week where normally it's like, all right, we're at the semifinals. There's two matches. I don't like either one of them. Like at the end of this week, we're still not even to the quarters and there'll still be plenty of tennis to be played. German says Dan German, Austrian, kind of the same thing. Swiss right there. there. It's all, it's all one big mess, honestly. So, and before we go, I did want to mention our partner profit exchange is now live. I'm not kidding. That is hundred percent happening. Live in New Jersey, get yourself signed up. We'll uh, we'll drop some links. Follow at BetSpirits. We'll have some links to get you that best best promo code if you do want to sign up there. I've already seen people in some of my group chats that have placed bets there. Uh, a lot of people were just like, "Ah, well, you know, they haven't had a lot of experience with exchanges and say, I wonder if I'll get matched." And yeah, my my guy bet some MLB this morning. He got matched on almost everything right away. So looks like there's plenty of liquidity. The water's warm. Jump in. Profit exchange. We'll, uh, we'll tweet out a link, like Andy said. We'll have an email going out with a link either today or tomorrow, and then uh, we'll try it at the bottom of most of our blogs on, on the on the site to throw a little profit exchange sign up banner. You can just click right there, go ahead and sign up. It'll make it easy for you. Perfect, perfect. All right, Matt. For Matt, for producer Dan, for everyone here, in the Best Spurts Media and Technology family. And then you say the word group. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>